Since high school, I've buried more people than I can count, just in addiction alone. But in the past two years, ever since the trank and fentanyl came around, it's tripled. We were here about a year ago. Since then, there have been federal, state, and city initiatives to address xylazine. What has actually changed on the ground here? Nothing. Nothing for the better. We've seen that xylazine has increased in the supply. We've watched several people die and also lose limbs. That maybe last year we thought, hey, this might lead to amputation, and unfortunately it has. Ashley. Laurel runs Savage Sisters, one of a handful of harm reduction organizations in the area. The little storefront offers showers and room care to people who are addicted. For dozens who are coming in, it's a warm place on a cold day. The most striking change from last year is the number of wheelchairs. Throughout the neighborhood, people lie in doorways and on sidewalks, or hang out in the rain shooting up. Past like nine months I've been on the street out here. There's girls out here that are my age that are missing limbs and they're still injecting right into the sewers. I've never seen anything like it in my life, honestly. A couple of my friends passed away, you know what I mean? And it was from the wounds, you know what I mean? I knew it was from the wounds. It used to be four fingers wide. Last year, we interviewed Nick Gallagher, who was addicted to xylazine and was having his wounds treated by Bethany Gaida, a nurse who'd been in recovery from addiction for two years. Now, both of them are dead. He died on the 18th of January. Nick was very authentic, down to earth, and he was funny, very sarcastic. Even in the craziest situations, he found humor in things. It's a shame. It's just a real shame that he died. Did he die in Kensington? Yeah. So that's even sadder, because I feel like a lot of people that die, like Bethany, <laughs> her death doesn't honor the life that she lived. Bethany was working to get back her nursing license, but had a relapse last year and died of an overdose. It's this haunting existence when you die here. It's this negative, stigmatizing, statistic and you just lose everything human about you and become a number another body did you know nick gallagher only from coming in here he was just a super sweet guy and he was looking better and he was talking about you know going to rehab and you know i would it was just shocking you know Some people have wounds that I wasn't aware of, and then they show me, and then I'm just shocked, like, at the severity. Luckily, I don't have any wounds, but I know I'm not the exception to the rule, so it's just, you know, only a matter of time. Doctors are still trying to figure out how to manage xylazine withdrawal. Laurel is encouraged that some providers are treating severe pain from substance use or opioid withdrawal with ketamine, another tranquilizer that doesn't cause wounds and has been used to treat depression. Honestly, I just put myself into Jefferson Hospital last week. It got so cold that I couldn't feel my toes. So I went and detoxed for five days. Um, and I literally just got released like yesterday. <laughs> Did you stay off of it, or did you use it? Um, no, I haven't done it. They gave me methadone at Jefferson, but uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done the fentanyl or the trend since the 18th. <laughs>
Well, that's got to feel kind of good. Yeah, it feels amazing, yeah. But, you know, still being stuck down here, it's like, uh, I'm trying to get housing and everything, so. Uh, you lose a lot of hope down here. Last April, the White House declared xylazine mixed with fentanyl an emerging threat. Then the state of Pennsylvania scheduled the drug to make it harder to get. In December, Congress passed a law to fund xylazine research. Bring order back. Philadelphia Mayor Sherelle Parker made cleaning up Kensington a major part of her election campaign, and in January appointed a deputy police commissioner whose sole job will be creating a Kensington strategy. If we were to go here on our own... But that has also brought negative attention. A morbid curiosity mixed with social media has created a dystopian absurdity. Influencers exploiting Kensington for clicks. It's wild, it's lawless, it's sad, and it's real. The last year it's been insane. The number of like TikTok and YouTube channels that have just come out and all they're doing is exploiting my friends. There's a live stream of Kensington and Allegheny up right now and there's like a thousand people watching and they're all in the comments making fun of people, you know, giving them nicknames. People drive by all day videotaping. And of course, us addicts, we don't appreciate it. It's not like anybody wants to be down here. I can tell you that. Some people get beat up for videotaping. Tape at your own risk, I guess. There are clear visual signals that society doesn't care what happens to the people in Kensington. Some people have taken that as an invitation to abuse them. People out here are assholes. We live around here. They're always attacking people. Attacking us. Like the other night we had our tent out there and these kids, like, they tried lighting it on fire with us in it and just like walking by and kicking it and stuff. And it's just like, you know, no, you don't deserve to be treated that way. The city of Philadelphia, especially, like has just this bad reputation that like the city just doesn't care. They see it in front of their eyes. That's not it. They, they see it, they're trying. I just don't think that you can keep up with what's going on here. Yeah, it's just frustrating and like a hard reality to face that there's not a faster solution. It is a hard reality to face, but it is a reality. This is the reality. <laughs>